Welcome, everyone. This is uh, an introduction to the Bias Primi group for women. Um, it's an honor to be here. And like we mentioned as we were preparing for this, but as is Hashem, we will, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, um, um, co-partner with a woman that will help lead the group and give shiurim specifically for various topics um, that are important to convey. And... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to give shiurim on many, many different topics and in regard to marriage in general, regard to women in particular. And I um, just want to briefly bring about a couple of points uh, that are important to know. The first one is that although we will talk about all types of subjects and all scenarios of situations of marriage, but overall, these shiurim are not geared towards situations that are dealing with real dysfunctional or abusive relationships. We understand that shiurim such as this nature uh, doesn't replace uh, real therapy and real reality of illnesses or serious emotional abuse situations like narcissism or OCD or addictions or real abuse, whether it's physical, whether it's sexual, whether it is verbal. So we are we cannot uh, really, uh, on a day-to-day basis as we talk, uh, we cannot really use that as they, the bar to which the shurim are given. Rather, the shurim are going to be based on about 95% of us that are Baruch Hashem married to people that are inherently good people, but because of their background or their basic personality, like all of us, have some real flaws, whether it's anger or whether it's insecurity, anxiety, depression, or just simply working on our midas, that those are the people that we're primarily focusing on here. Um, That's the first thing um, for you to know, that although we will address those also in certain specific shiurim about what to do, when you're dealing in those situations, but we are talking about healthy people or people that may not be really that healthy at this point emotionally, but there's no serious dysfunction or abuse um, that is taking place. So that's number one. Number two, it's important to know, is that while the overall Shalom Bayes group, the shiurim were geared towards both men and women, and very often talked more on one side, on the other side, or both, over here, we're going to talk specifically on the women's perspective and on the self-work that the woman needs to do as well. And so it may be sort of a shift of balance. We will acknowledge situations where the husband indeed has certain issues, normal issues I'm talking about, normal anger issues, anxiety issues, and security issues, and we will address those and how a wife can learn how to cope and handle in those situations. But a big part of the shiurim will be going on the woman's own self-work and, and her hashkafas inward and practical tips outwardly of what to do in situations. And that's another important thing to know because when you listen to this, it may seem one-sided, but the answer is really is that the main group is meant to be as open 
ended and even keel as possible. Obviously, the bias panimi groups are specifically men separate, women separate. In the men's section, their main the main emphasis there will be on their own self-improvement and how to become better husbands. That's why I encourage all of you that if you're you know, husbands are willing to and, and to join that group, and they'll work on their own self-development primarily on those groups. And on the women's groups, there'll be a primary focus on your own self-improvement of, and, and how to handle certain things. That's another important point to bring up. A third point to bring up, which is very, very important, is as follows. You have... Um, in the main Shalom Bayes Shurim, and we're going to bring it up over here also, um, books by a secular, really, a, he's a from person, but John Gottman. I mentioned him in the other Shurim, and we're going to base some of the Shurim here on his work because his work is scientific. Unlike others that have a theory that could work from for some and not work from others, and I go through those books as well, and when it has a basis in Chazal, I bring it up, but his is basically really a research lab on couples for decades and decades, over 40 years uh, as of now, that really have true experience on what to do and what skills to acquire in order for marriage to be successful. So some of the work we're going to be doing is based on John Gottman's work. There is an author known as Laura Doyle. You, most, some of you may have not heard of her. Some of you heard of her. Some of some of some people swear by her, like they're like total uh, Hasidim of her that they read her book like like word for word like it's Tyrus Maisha, and uh, they swear by it and they say it's hundred percent successful to read it. It's called The Surrendered Wife is one of her famous books and she has other books. And then what Tashkocha Pratis is, I picked up, I have that book and I picked it up. I have not yet talked about her book at all in the main Shalom Bayashiorim. I started to read it, not thoroughly. So as I started browsing through Laura Doyle's books, something did not sit with me well. She has some ideas that were very good, but there are other ideas that just rubbed me the wrong way, and I was not sure about a lot of the things she conveyed there. And I couldn't really put my finger on it because I just read it very quickly. And then Mashkacha Pratis, right before I was going to address that book on the Shalom Bayashir, um, I heard videos and articles and read up thoroughly about those that are critical of her methodologies. Uh, and they say, and I agree to a certain extent, that uh, number one is that um, her um, concept of this works with 100% success is false because nothing really works with 100% success. Number two is is that while certain of her ideas may work with certain personalities of, of wives and women, for other personalities of wives and women, not only wouldn't it work, it would be it would backfire. It would even be unhealthy. And then she has this philosophy that couples therapy is is not uh, you know healthy or whatever it is, which is totally false too, because it depends. Some couples therapies are indeed very healthy and valuable. So down the road, for all those of you listening, if you heard of her and you're already sold with her or not sold with her, whatever it is, if it is important to you, I may anyway read the book because anytime I do an analysis, I have to read the book whether it's upheld or not upheld. So 
Blee Nether, if it's important enough, I will go through her book chapter by chapter and explain clearly what's Alpitaira, what's not Alpitaira, what's helpful possibly, and what could be harmful uh, pertaining to her work. And when I say Laura Doyle, it's not just her, there's this whole mahalach, there's a whole uh, uh, sort of like a philosophy pertaining to women. And in some Shalom Bayis um, shiurim and groups that some Rebetzins give is based on her books, and they really are very strongly, come strongly with it. And I don't want to critique it needlessly, but you who are listening now need to know your own personalities and know when and how to apply it. One of the things is, is that in The Surrender's Wife, her book, it talks about a tremendous sort of... Um, giving in and never never communicating in certain ways, your needs in certain situations, which we'll talk about. But what's important to know, though, is the other side of it, that the Chazal, when the Chazal say something, it is emes lamita, it's true, and it works. And as an example, and we're going to talk about this more because I decided that the first book that we're going to do together on this year is a book called Marriage Secrets by Leah Richheimer, who has a forward from Pesach Krohn and uh, Haskama from, from Rav um, Sholem Kamenetsky, and it talks about how she spoke to Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, and her ashkafas are, are very sound. And we're going to go through discussing the book chapter by chapter, and I'm going to add things to it, uh, helpful tips pertaining to it. So... It, when we're going to do chapter one, she will discuss uh, an item which we're going to bring up that the Rambam brings as follows. A husband should be like a king in his wife's eyes. She should have a certain awe, meaning certain, like, not exactly fear, but certain awe. And her actions should be according to his will. So she herself acknowledged initially she read this and was completely outraged by it. And other people who later, when she told it to, they got in, you know, they basically... Um, they blew up on this and, you know, basically said, you know, first let them respect me and then I'll respect them. So what one needs to know when you come across chazals like this is as follows. There are chazals that say this and then there are chazals that talk about other aspects. This, what we're going to learn, which I'm not going to get into now because this is an introduction, but what you need to know with something like this is, is indeed, if the chazals say this and the Rambam is brought down in Mishra Torah in Hilchas Noshim, it's Kabbalah Moshimisina. It works and this is the right Mahalach. However, that doesn't at all at all reflect that the wife is quote unquote a shmata, you know, like uh not in not expressing her needs at all or anything like that. That is an important thing to know. We're gonna go through this very, very often both on the men's side and in the women's side, when we uh, talk about certain skills of letting things go sometimes, or, um, you know, um, exp- uh, uh, valuing the, uh, your, your, the other one's opinion, even if you don't agree with it necessarily, or like this chazal itself, to give a special respect for your husband, um, this does not take away any of the dignity of the wife as she's doing this, and if done the right way, the Chazal's advice is foolproof. But again, it has to be taken with understanding all the Chazals that are connected to it as well. So that's another important point that I felt it was important to bring up, because you will find with 
certain advice about how the wife treats the husband and how they're, you know, the right way to do it. And it's never, ever to a point where you're giving up of your own soul, of your own identity, of who you are. And like we're going to learn in John Gottman's case, there are certain aspects where there could be disagreement and conflict, which is healthy, where a wife should express when she disagrees with something or something bothers her to her husband. And you have to know how to learn this Rambam the right way. When it says a husband should be like a king in his wife's eyes, you know, what exactly that means and how to do it the right way. And this applies, by the way, on the men's side as well. It's brought down about things that they have to do for their wife. Um, And it also has to be taken with a proper healthy perspective. Another point, also connected to what we just said, and we mentioned it in the Shalom Bayez Shiurim, um, in the main Shiurim, I'm going to talk about it here in more detail, is that while Rav Dessler, Zechat Tzadik Lavracha, and many stress in marriage that the key is giving, to give and give and give, and Ahav is just giving and not wanting to receive whatsoever, and if both of the uh, couple is focused on giving, it's going to be a beautiful marriage, and a lot of that is 100% true. Nevertheless, as we talked about then, and we're going to talk about here in more detail, that that does not mean that when there are issues, you bury it under the rug, or it does not mean that you shouldn't express what your true needs are. So even, for example, over here with the Rambam, which we're going to learn later in more detail, if it says you respect your husband like a king with a certain awe, and do things according to his will, that does not take away the fact that, that you know, you act that way, but then there is a point where there is a serious discussion where you express your needs, and when you're upset about something that's legitimate that your husband needs to hear so he can understand how to improve or correct things, that you should bring that through. That's not a lack of respect, Khalila. So you need to understand the nuances of Chazal's. Now, with Laura Doyle's books, she goes, I believe, way, way overboard in these things because she doesn't know Chazal, obviously, and certain things are incorrect. And that's what I try to do, that when there are books that are not based on scientific research or not Chazal's, uh, that I really express where it comes from and to realize that there's various opinions pertaining to that and very careful in expressing it the right way. And even Chazal's, need to be learned how to apply each one in the right and correct way. Another important point for all you women to know is as follows. You have different schools of thoughts and different uh, hashkafas pertaining a woman's role in the outside world, whether she should have a career um, and whether she should uh, you know, be out there in the world and, and so on and so forth and we're not, as a Shalom Bayashir, we're not going to go that much into the Hashkafa aspects of the, of the whole thing. We're going to, in the first year, talk a little bit of Ramosha Feinstein's Echetzadik Levracha's perspective on the women and women's role as far as Yiddishkeit is concerned overall. That we will do. But what you need to know, all of you, is like this. Is that you all know your natures and you all know your situations. For some of you, to be full-time mothers is the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's a tough kid and that you take pride in. And, and our society rejects that type of thing. But it's the most beautiful and the most highest 
um, degree of what a woman could reach into her shlemus, into her own soul, is connected with that as a nurturer and as a protector of her own home. And it's something that we should take pride in, which we have to fight the culture to do that. When someone's a mother of children and is a mother, she deserves the respect and the admiration larger than someone being the greatest CEO in the world. With that being said, though, there are women that need either financial reasons or maybe in their own tunas anefesh, they need to express other forms and other parts of their creativity. And they sometimes do that in the outside world, whether being, uh, uh, you know, in the workforce as an executive, sometimes even higher positions, organizer, um, and sometimes in real high positions in various, various roles of, of, of society and in helping Eden as well, you know. Some could be our, our women doctors, women psychologists and therapists, um, and, and OBGYN doctors, and, and so on and so forth. And there's a special pride, and there's a special positive aspect to that too. That is the take that I have, and based on many Tarashkafas, that that is a beautiful thing. The only thing one needs to know, no matter what side of the spectrum you are on pertaining to a woman, whether she should or shouldn't have a career, is as follows, is that people, women who have careers, they, they cannot put down women that with their main um, function in life is being a homemaker. They have to look up to it, not down at it, because that is the true Tairash Gafa, that's number one. And on the opposite perspective, one needs to know that there is a mukaim, a very serious area where some very often a woman does need that outlet other than their, her own children and the running of the house in order to obtain certain shlemus and, and do what she needs to do. But what's important to realize that even if you're a career woman or career-oriented, even a person that does that and chooses that path, they need to have in their hearts and know in their, with the depths of their being that the greatest role is the role that they have as a wife and as a mother. That is the primary key role, and that is the most important, and that's where the priority is. In the compass of life, that's the priority. It goes the other way around with men as well. When men have to work for a living and they have a career, they know, yes, I'm a, I'm a doctor, I'm an accountant, I'm a, a wholesaler, whatever they are, but that's not who they are. That's what they do. What they are is... Shaimre Taira mitzvahs. They keep the Taira, they learn Taira, they kavitim the Taira, they mechanech, they work on their shalom bayis and on their chinech and they learn and they keep the, you know, the Shabbos and, and all the mitzvahs. That's who they really are. Just, of course, they have to be Isaac and Parnassa. The same thing with women. It's okay for a woman to pursue something they love in a career and especially if it could help a klal, especially klal Yisrael. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. If a woman has a talent in music, in art, in anything like that, who is to say, no, you can't, you could only be, you know, the mother and focus on that and you can't draw and you can't paint and you can't sing and you can't do whatever function? No, Khalila. The talents need to be expressed. Of course, it has to be expressed in a tzniyistic way, in a humble way, in a way that doesn't attract the attention of the opposite gender. You do it in the best possible way to express it in the health, most healthy possible way. Of course, that has to be done. But 
the right hashkafas hatayra is those idea of that the panemius of a woman is in her home. Take pride in that, that that is a true pride. And no matter how society changed, that's a fact that will never, ever change. So these are a couple of main points that I felt it was important to bring up here in this introduction, which is Kadai to review, because sometimes I, you know, you'll have to, I'll refer back to this, but it's important to know. Um, so like I said, some of these shiurim in the beginning will be based on the book called Marriage Secrets by Leah Richheimer. I hope I'm pronouncing her name um, um, correctly. Uh, which I'm going to go through things. You could buy the book yourself, or if you have it, you could read through it. And remember this, a lot of what I'm saying, and I mention it, is that I collect things, and uh, I was told I shouldn't say anymore that I just collect things, because the truth is, people that are therapists and doctors, they also collect things. But the key really is, is the practicing and in- integrating these ideas into practical form. So I feel there's a tremendous benefit of going through um, these the things. This I read the first chapter of this book. It's fantastic with the insights she has. And we're going to elaborate on them and then work more in detail on practical tools. And maybe in the interactions, for example, she has some exercises. We'll go through some of them and see if there's practical feedback for some of them, those of you who want to give feedback to explain how it worked and what worked and how could it work better and very open to it. Now, down the road... You know, will we look at uh, the woman's book by Rabbi Arush? We could do that. We could do many things. And what I ask of all of you that are listening, that if you know of, and I really encourage you to please send it to me, whether here or privately, the names of authors of good books that you, or, or Rebetzins that give shiurim, that you feel are very, very beneficial to you and that helped you greatly, um, if you could give me those names and where I could get their literature and where I could read them and study them and so I could share you know, what could be beneficial to all of you. And I want to just wish you all Hatzlach and Bracha with everything. And um, for those of you that your husbands are in the other Bayes Primi group or are in the general Shalom Bayes group, you know your relationship with your husband. Even though these, these shiurim are geared to women, I will not post any of the shiurim given to women. I will not post it in the men's section. I think it's inappropriate because some aspects will be specifically just for women. But on your own, to your own husband, if you have a relationship that by certain shiurim that I say can benefit him as well, you're welcome to share it. And I say the same thing on the husband's side, that they I won't post what I speak to the men to, on the women's shear, but... For your own wife, if your husband is in the other shear and they hear a shear that help would help to share with their wives, that I encourage it to, to be shared uh, to be shared, because again, a lot of it is going to be intertwined. The shear may not be exactly aligned with one another; it'll be maybe a different track in certain instances. But ultimately, um, the idea is is to benefit um with this to benefit your own marriages and your own children. We'll talk about all subjects. And what I ask of all of you is to exercise a certain degree of patience. There may be certain shiurim, certain topics where you say, okay, this is not for me or it's not relevant to me or whatever it is, but don't give up on it. Ultimately, we'll come to discuss many, many different topics and that will be beneficial, if not for yourselves, for other people that you could share this information with.
Hatzlacha and Bracha.